Welcome to the Heavy Hole Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. I'm Justin. Uh, hey, guys. What's happy up, Justin? Birthday, Tom. Oh, thanks, man. Happy uh, birthday to you, too. How you guys doing? Yeah, big happy birthday to Tom, man. Uh, a lot of birthdays know. in April. I feel like it's always my birthday, anyway. Yeah. I'm a very fortunate guy, you know? I try to say happy birthday instead of hello most times I see you. <laughs> At least give you a gift, you know? Maybe a card. Mm-hmm. They stack up. They do. They you're, do. you're old. You're That's old why this, boy. this why this room sounds so dead. Just covered in cards. <laughs> how, how did your birthday go? Oh, it was great, man. Uh, I had a surprise party, but the night before, uh, we went to a Cannabis Corp show with... Uh, Psychroptic was headlining. Mm-hmm. Love that band so great much. Band. Great Australians right there. Quick, dis- quick disclaimer, I was at a local Long Island show. That's why I couldn't get to that, and I was working. That's why I couldn't get to your party. We all missed right. you both yeah, times. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I sound really bad right now. I'm a bad friend. It's Go right. ahead. I wasn't going to do it. You did it. So <laughs> let's continue. No, I just, like, the, you know, people are like, Will, what, why, why wouldn't you know all that, Will? Why weren't you there? <laughs> but go on. No, it's all good, Will. Yeah, yeah. We, we hit this show. We drank so much at the show. It's very wet. Um, just nonstop shots. Yes. Just drinking, yes. drinking. And then... Uh, Celebration. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time. Cannabis Corpse always kills it. And then <laughs> Psychroptic just... Crushed it. I I honestly was drinking too much to remember the other bands. It was like Micro Brewer or something like that. Yeah, Micro Brewery. That's what their name looks like. That. What? All right. So did you wear the Cannabis Corpse uh, mascot costume like you? Were you weed? I did not. They they had a professional this time. Oh, good. All right. They had a professional stunt weed bud. You you tried out a couple of months ago and just didn't make the cut. Because you don't smoke weed. Yeah. They, they, I did the drug test. I failed it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the only way you, That's the only way that you're going to fail a drug test by smoking, by not smoking pot. Yeah. Trying to get into cannabis corpse. Heart-wrenching. And also, I, I was joined. I had a lot of friends show up there. And uh, one set of friends who have never been to a death metal show. But uh, Brooklyn friends of mine, uh, sure. Asterios Coconos and Sriracha. They're big podcasters. Podcasters. And, uh, They're yeah, big-hearted people. Big hearted, mm-hmm. very, very kind folks. Okay. And they, they came down, they partied. That was their first death metal show. They yeah. had a great time. Love Good it. time. Yeah. Well, Love yeah, they're just great people. They were awesome time there. Love it. Yeah. Mm. On a bet. Yeah. Determination, dude. Uh, what's the bet for? Exactly. So it was a great birthday show. Uh, Cannabis Corpse, Psychroptic, absolutely killing it. And then the next day was a surprise party that, uh, uh, Brazilian barbecue, mm-hmm. um, mm. y- you'll never beat it. Nah. You'll just never beat it. <laughs> we got um, we got you good. But thank you, Gabriella, for organizing a fantastic event. And mm-hmm. enough about me. Jesus. Uh, Will, what, what else did you do this week? It involved death metal. We could talk about your birthday. You went <laughs> yeah. to a show. It's great. It's we great. listened to Artificial Brain and cried because you were Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> like I often do, reminiscing on when, uh, when when we all used to hang out, you know, before the other guys. <laughs> Come on, that's like my <laughs> new thing. boys. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's like my new thing is complaining that I don't see the guys in my bands anymore because everybody moved and got married, man. My wistful memories of nostalgia. Uh, no, I, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually perfectly content with everything. It's all good. But I went to a show Friday night at Shakers out East Long Island. I saw splattered entrails. Mm. Um, we got to get them on the show. Uh, we've been meaning to go by their rehearsal studio and kind of get all the, there's four of those guys. They're all characters. 
Um, and and uh, they're, they've kind of been around on Long Island for a while. They've recorded a few releases, but it's really the brainchild of the one guy, Mike, um, uh, who, who, who's the guitarist. And over the years, uh, he's like uh, accumulated this lineup now. And like this lineup now, I feel like they've really reached like peak form. They got Tyler from Torturous Inception on vocals. Great vocals. Um, Mike D on drums. I don't know that people would know him from a bigger band or something, but this is going to be... When when people know about Mike D... Uh, D Filippi, I'm going to say he's Italian. He's got one of those Italian names. I'm going to say wrong. Mike D Filippi from Long Island, man. He's like he's like the next up-and-coming um, ping drummer, man. This guy just blasts relentlessly. And uh, my man Bill on bass, man. He it, it, for for a band that only has the one guitar, man. The bass player has to step up a lot of time, man. It's just they got a really great technical death metal sound. You can still hear the Long Island in there and the grooves, but there's nothing generic about it. They don't copy the suffocation riff. Mm. You know, the, you know, guy. Everyone knows what riff I'm talking about. Well, you drink the water long enough, you know. Yeah, no, no. But they, these guys, splattered entrails, the future of Long Island death metal. You heard it here first. Hopefully, if, if you heard it here somewhere else, to forget about it. You heard it from me first. Um, <laughs> You know, it, 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 a great show out there, man. Other bands played. I had a good time. People moshed into me, you know, whatever, man. But but splattered entrails, man. That's what you need. A crucial rip from Virginia played. They ripped it, man. Young young guys I'm friends with from uh, Virginia, man. They they got an album out, man. They they're 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 great live, man. It was good to see those guys. But splattered entrails, I'm just so excited about, man. Hometown heroes for me right now. But enough about splattered entrails. <laughs> see, I said it again. I'm trying to I'm trying to embed it in the listeners' uh, uh, mem- memory, man. Splattered entrails, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was my weekend, man. And I just worked Saturday and Sunday trying to make some money. That's all I do, man. What about you? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I was involved in a lot of this, like, uh, Tom birthday shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you were you were with Tom for his birthday. I wasn't. And, uh, I'm yeah. just rubbing it in, and you know, yeah. as friends do. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to talk. Yeah. We talked. I feel like we talked about it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was well, good. I was pretty dead yesterday from all the drinking so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i texted you guys and uh you got back to me late night man everybody was crashed i did uh <laughs> yeah. i did play uh play a beer drinking game with uh with travis roast mortem's travis oh okay. and um and we were we were on the verge of winning due to my my heroics uh you know, it was hot out, so we took our shirts off, and right. You know, it was more aerodynamic throwing the balls. Stuff tremendous like that. And, uh, Just when we were about to win, travis ruined it. What did he do? He flipped the table. He didn't. He he. Listen, man. He uh he got drunk and. He started staring at my chest and just kept throwing the ball at the ground. <laughs> Were you guys listening to metal? Um, Moving on. No, I don't think so. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, uh, is that I will never forgive Travis for that. Uh, a party I was at where nobody took their shirt off. <laughs> what was it, about a month ago now? We were out there at the um, the Pyrexia Long Island Death Metal Compound in Parts Unknown. Oh, yes. In Suffolk County. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Basile of Pyrexia's uh, Woods Retreat. Uh, a, a term I stole from Rick from Grey Skies Fallen. He had that that big. Uh, you can actually see it all on YouTube, man. That big Twitch stream uh, orchestrated by Unique Leader uh, Records, man. It's on the Pyrexia official YouTube channel. You can see this. Uh, the, the, uh, all of us, uh, Justin, Tom, and myself from the Heavy Hole Podcast, kind of hosted it. Uh, members of Afterbirth, besides me, were there. Members of Artificial Brain, besides me, were there. Uh, members of <laughs> members of uh, Pyrexia, who were also in Tomorrow's Victim, were there. So we got, we got a bunch of little interviews with everybody. We talked to Chris Basile. Uh, you, you might remember we did a whole episode with Chris. It was one of our first interview episodes. Uh, we spoke to him again, and we spoke to his bass player from Pyrexia, Sean Kennedy. We got uh, we just talked to everybody at the party, man. And um, if you want if, if if you want to see the video, there's like gear breakdowns of the amps and the guitars and all the shit I don't know about. 
It's a cool little yeah, rig. Yeah, you get to sure. see some vocal demos. They were doing. Um, They're working on the pre-production demo for their new album, uh, which is yet to be announced, but uh, you got a little sneak peek of some slam in there. Yeah, this was just like a big, long, I think it was maybe about an hour they were going, just walking around the rehearsal room, and everybody was partying. We interviewed a few people on the side. So tonight we're going to play you the audio uh, of a few interviews that we got. And, you know, you're going to, they were actually, I think, maybe still filming, or everybody was still partying in the background while this Mm -hmm. was going on. So this is kind of... It's kind of like a companion piece to this YouTube video you could check out if you want to. Yeah. Absolutely. See All if right. you hear uh, people lose money at the uh, the old poker table. Yeah, there was so a craps allegedly, table, right? Or a poker table or something. Yeah, this is Twitch we're talking about. Fake Alleged, money. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. Everyone was high on applesauce. Monopoly money. Yeah. Losing it. Allegedly, this was a Jake's 58, so it was all good. Uh, all right, man. So yeah, let's roll in on the uh, f- first. We'll start with the afterbirth interview. Which yeah, is everybody, fun because it's like afterbirth mm, interviewing afterbirth. Uh, yeah, everybody who follows my music knows uh, I, I sing for afterbirth now, but might also know that uh, afterbirth was around long before I was involved in this type of music. Uh, and R.I.P. to their original singer, Matt Duncan. So I just wanted to get a, a, a quick clip with some of the guys from Afterbirth and talk to pick their brains about some of the things. Because they, they always, they're from a little bit of an older generation than me. They've seen a lot more in the death metal scene than me. And they always kick those old school stories to me. So I wanted to uh, share that with the listeners. Let's do it. podcast we got a, a on the street in the basement experience will what's going on uh not much man oh shit look, look who it is man who are you bro what's going on hi i'm the permanent guest Justin. i'm here today oh, how's it going <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yo we're all the way out here at an undisclosed location at the pyrexia death metal underground compound uh for their crazy twitch uh, event that they have man but right now we're doing on the spot interviews with some of the artists Full disclosure, I'm the current vocalist of Afterbirth, but we're also here with Dave Case, Keith Harris, and Cody Drasser from Afterbirth, classic uh, legacy members. And um, I just have a few questions for you guys, maybe about stuff that happened before I was in the band, man. Um, I want to ask you guys, what were you guys listening to around the time that you recorded the Psychopathic Embryotomy demo and wrote that material? Uh, dude, that was an exciting time for me. I was listening to like early, like gen- uh, ungentle exhumation, Cryptopsy, the first couple dying fetus demos, and of course like Suffocation, Pyrexia, and um, Cannibal Corpse, like a lot of the popular death metal bands around that time, Um, and some stuff that people might not think would be influencing me, but like Dream Theater, like King's X, and like, dude, I even listened to like Tori Amos, and like that shit was like real for me as anything back then, but a lot of, a lot of, a lot of death metal, um, I gotta say, cryptopsy, suffocation, and like dying fetus were like huge, huge influences for me around that time. Like that was like God worship type stuff for me back then as a guitarist. You know. And what suffocation uh, album are we talking? Well, this was early, so um, Effigy was had already been huge, and um, Breeding had come out, and though that was like sort of like a lukewarm reception when it first came out because of the production like it was still like twisted and off the wall you know what I'm saying yeah so yeah. 
Yeah, so that's it for me, you know, mostly. Okay. Oh, man. Good traffic. Oh. What's up with Dave okay, and Keith? Uh, Keith, Dave, anything you guys want to add to that? Oh, man. There's so many. Uh, let's see. Corn. Faith, faith, yeah. faith no more. Yeah. Primus. Of course. Uh, Mr. Bunk. Dream Theater. Um, yes. Led Zeppelin. Rush. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Wait, there's more. Alice, were a little Alice, bit more Alice in Chains. Yep. Uh, Pearl Jam. Um, damn. That's Great. enough. <laughs> keep going. Yo, we got those. That's a good list, dude. I got forty-five years of music listening. Shit, I go way back. How about Johnny Cash? There you go. <laughs> a lot of them are the same. You know, a lot of Faith No More for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of Mr. Bungle, Primus. Obviously, as a bass player, The Doors. Yeah. Jeez, uh, Stanley Clark, one of the greatest bass players I've ever heard play anything. Anything it just fucking blew my mind. I couldn't believe to play a bass like that. Um, any anything that uh, that I could just learn from the bass player. That's all I was ever looking for in a band when I listened to anything when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck's the bass player doing? If it was guitar driven, cool. But like, if I couldn't at least hear like the tone, the, yeah. the tone of you know what what the bass player was adding to the mix, then I wasn't interested in it whatsoever. You can go if you're waiting for us, man. Dude, I, I can't get out, and I feel horrible. I didn't know this was going on. No, no, yeah, it's not bad. Oh, see, there's doors from here. Fingers at the top. Oh, the yeah, it's not live. We can edit it, man. It's all good. All right. Well, we might leave that in. It is a party, you know? All right, guys. So talk, talking about bands and what was going on at that time, uh, what are some of the shows you play? What bands did you play with, and did you get out of state around that time? Like, what do you remember about playing live with Afterbirth around that era? Yeah, um, the first show I remember being awkward on stage, but uh, Chris Pervelis was there, and we played with a group called Living Impaired, and um, at a club that doesn't exist anymore. That was like the first Afterbirth show, but then we we started playing out a little bit more. We were playing with like Mortal Decay. Uh, we did play with Dying Fetus, we played with like Candiria, um, oh god, and then we, we played the Roxy quite a bit, so a lot of bands passed through there that we got on to shows with, and uh, I'm kind of blanking right now, but like we almost, we played with like a lot of big bands, I mean I know we played like an opening slot with like Suffocation, I think at once, we probably played with Pyrexia a couple times, um, Necrosis, yeah. old school Long Island Necrosis band, Necrosis no band. longer in existence. Not a lot of people bro. know about them, but um, yeah. yeah. So those, that's some hey, of my records. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, b- believe it or not, Pangburn was was kind of an influence the on me player. too. Bass player for uh, Necrosis because he was, you know, I was one of the younger guys in the band, and like anybody who was like already already established and doing stuff, and I was like, this guy fucking plays bass, guy, like record. an animal. He was so fucking. He was just so goddamn good. He was definitely uh, instrumental in my approach to playing Afterbirth stuff for sure. He was awesome. Yeah. So all right. So uh, without any further ado, what was the road? What year was the Rhode Island show, and what bands were playing? I think it was '93. It was definitely like Internal Bleeding, uh, Moral Decay. 
deteriorate, um, engorged, scattered remnants, like bands like that, like un- underground bands, but bands that were like kind of like breaking. And that was like one of Afterbirth's first shows, maybe like fourth or fifth show. And I remember Matt Duncan, you know, rest in peace, called me up one night. I don't. He's like, Cody. We're gonna play a show in Rhode Island. You know, I just talked to Chris Pervelis. You know, this <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it. I say that I, this is all with love, great amounts of love here. I'm saying this, and he's like, "You want to play the show?" And I'm like, "I don't know," because I, I got to think about stuff all the time. Like I'm like, I got to process shit. He's like, "Come on, dude, just play the show." I'm like, "All right, fine." And like literally, like the next day, we like threw our shit in the back of a car. I don't know where we're going I don't know who we're playing with I don't know what the fucking club is I don't know like what's happening like I didn't even tell my parents I'm like oh, I guess we're playing Rhode Island you know <laughs> we were dude it was just like young we were just like playing and like by the seat of our pants and like Pulse it was a Pulse the, the Pulse Pulse, uh, Pink Floyd Pulse came out we were listening to that whole album on the way up there <laughs> on the way up there yeah <laughs> I so I, I remember him getting teary-eyed in one song. That, that it's one Pink Floyd, <laughs> man. I think your memory's skewed, but that's cool anyway. Yeah, uh, very emotional player. Yeah, 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 I mean, Pink Floyd's a very emotional but, player. Um, so that, that Rhode Island show was, like, pretty whacked. It was, like, 20 bands. We were maybe, like, third or fourth on the bill. It was one of our early shows. It was very awkward for all of us. Um, those songs were actually recorded and put on the Pathos Productions. Uh, discography that came out in 2013 which actually got the band back together yeah um and i i listened to that i'm like oh god that's so awkward you know but whatever it was like early afterbirth you know so it's like classic and it's recorded and it's like you know it's in the history books you can't deny your training wheels no no those are training wheel days but we had no idea what we were doing but we were we were doing it anyway and we were we were pretty decent at it and we were having a good time and a lot of other bands and people were doing the same thing we were all in the same boat you know no one had um, like any clue about how to do it but we were somehow doing it anyway it was just natural yeah and things were coming in our direction yeah like like quarter beers right Keith that was coming in your direction oh shit yeah man (laughs) So, okay, what are we here? So, so wait a minute. So, so that was Keith, a great I, show. I understand the story. Is that that classic Rhode Island death metal show? You were drinking quarter beers with original internal bleeding singer Wallace. Wallace, Miller. yes. So, so what happened there? Uh, well, the place called Quartermasters, right? I don't remember the name of the band. So, no, the the club, the place. The yeah, I really don't remember. So, I think it was Quartermasters. They they serve quarter beers. So, I had a bag full of toll money. <laughs> I started dropping quarters. I was like, yeah, fuck the tolls. Line them up, man. We're at the club. Meanwhile, she's drinking here. <laughs> and I had a bunch of people around us go, chug, 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 chug. We were just chugging beers, man. Keith is like the partier of yeah. the band. He's like, he's like the lighthearted life of the band. Yeah, and, uh, to, the, to this day, I can verify that. To this era of the she band, got still. crazy, man. In my era, shit got crazy. Problem with it. <laughs> so 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 what happened cody man did you find something to eat that night or what man dude so i ended up in the back of our bass player alex no one knows this guy alex was new he was a, he was a good guy he just didn't end up being the bass player for too long i ended up in the back of his car in the freezing rhode island winter eating like a half-eaten bag of salt and vinegar potato chips and like dude i absolutely hated him at first but it was the only thing available. I had no money. Because like I said, we just flew up there. Yeah. I'm like, you don't prepare when you're 19. You know what I mean? I'm just like, 
here's some potato chips and I'm hungry I'm gonna eat them they taste like shit but by the end of them I loved them Wow. That's my love of salt and vinegar potato chips. That yeah. began there. Yeah, always like salt and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> All the way going back, old school afterbirth, man. All right, man. We 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 definitely uh, hope to get you guys uh, on F, on uh, get afterbirth on the podcast for a whole episode one day. Nice. We were supposed to do it. Uh, full disclosure, we were going to do it a few weeks ago, but I got very sick uh, under the weather, so we had to cancel, man. But we're going to get it together. Sick in a sick in a bad way, not sick in a death metal way. Um, sick, bro. Yeah, but we're we're going to get it together, man. Afterbirth, unique leader records, recording the new album with Colin Marston this summer. So uh, keep your eyes peeled, and we're also planning some uh, live dates this August 2019. So keep your eyes peeled for that on the usual social media and all that stuff, man. Thanks a lot for hanging out, guys. Uh, it's very rare that I get to really like drink a couple of beers and kick it with you guys outside of rehearsal and shows, man. So this is awesome tonight, man. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Can't wait to get awesome. you on the hole. Yeah, in that. Thanks for the apple juice, Will. <laughs> <laughs> there talking to the afterbirth guys yeah man those guys uh always looked up to them man but they've become kind of like brothers to me in the last few years too man um excellent working with those guys and uh, always getting their their kind of insight and their perspective on things man um fantastic writing and fantastic playing too i mean 
that that band something else really is if you're not familiar well you should be you know you've been listening to this long enough and check it out live to see the the proficiency there yes Yeah, I mean, again, all, I, all I'll say about the matter is that I'm, I'm fortunate to uh, be working with those guys. But uh, some other guys that um, kind of go back in the New York death metal scene, uh, as, as, as you'll find out in the interview, um, they kind of go back to uh, an older band in the New York death metal scene from the late 90s and then metamorphed into uh, Tomorrow's Victim. Which uh, some of those some members of Tomorrow's Victim are involved in pyrexia now, and we're going to square it all. We we did square it all away in this interview that we're about to play you uh, from that night, right, guys? That's it. Summed, it, summed it up. It. Good sum. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are talking at Tomorrow's Victim in the stairwell of the Long Island Death Metal Compound. <laughs> Heavy hole uh, at the Pyrexia Party House. The uh, undisclosed location, uh, death metal compound out here on Long Island, man. This was the big Pyrexia party tonight, but some people might not realize that members of Pyrexia are also in a band called Tomorrow's Victim. Uh, and Tomorrow's Victim is a very long-running New York-based uh, death metal band uh, that, that actually kind of comes from the ashes of, uh, of another older band, Cerebral Hammer. So, so, so the, the band has roots running right, right back into the 90s, man. And um, we're here today with uh, Danny, Albie, and Jim Beach uh, from uh, Tomorrow's Victim. How you doing, guys? Yeah, man. It's uh, good, good to chill with you guys, man. Just wanted to uh, hit you with a couple of questions real quick, man. How, how old is Tomorrow's Victim, the band? What year did the band start? The band started in... Uh 0304 we got together um, we were jamming in other bands before that me and Tommy um, he was doing cerebral hemorrhage we were doing a side project called chapter 9 just fucking around and then cerebral broke up I think it was like yeah I think it was like 03 and then we started jamming uh, and that was it we started you know getting our shit together we changed the name from you know Cerebral Hemorrhage to Tomorrow's Victim. I replaced uh, this guy Matt. He's in uh, Dracaris, which is a blackened death metal band. Shout out to him. Uh, he, does, he does the uh, NYC Metal Shows website. Uh, lists all the metal shows, right? That's the same guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah shout out yeah, to yeah. Matty Bones, good dude. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, he they broke up, I guess, or kind of took a hiatus, I jumped in, Tomorrow's Victim started, uh, we had a couple lineup changes, you know, we've been around a while, and uh, we had uh, our original lineup, which was me, Tommy, uh, Matt Dawson, and this kid Crump, played uh, in Deceased, um, he played in a bunch of bands, shout out to Chris, uh, Chris Palino, also known as Crump, um, but he's a pain in the ass, so I don't want to kick the fucking Love shit out of him half the time. <laughs> so uh, we replaced him. Nah, um, 
Bobby Love joins and replaced Crump. And, uh, you know, that was a lineup for a while. Uh, then Maddie D left in a couple of years. I'd say, like, maybe. What year was that when Maddie D left out? 06. Then Albie joined, played guitar. He joined the band. He did some recording with us. Yeah, I did a little production early on. Production, production like on, uh, on, on Thousand Gospels. Uh, which was the EP that, that when you guys first approached uh, me, I was just kind of just in the production end of it. And when Maddie left, Rob is a good friend of mine. He just came to me and said, you have to do this. You have to do it. Or else, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, and I had to do it. fucking dead. I had to do it. And, you know, I met Beach, and, and, and it was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. And... It was just pretty much status quo from there, and then we met Danny, and then things kind of took a, a nice coast course of action. Yeah. I've been playing with them uh, with like four or five different bands over the course of uh, like the 2000s. Like uh, with my first band, Fifth Faction, with Corlord, uh, Praetor Morte, and Forrest Gump Marathon. All of those bands played with Tomorrow the Victim, and then eventually, uh, you know, Rob uh, hit me up. And uh, they said they needed another guitarist. And uh, I was busy with Thorn Constellation at the time, but then like a year later, Thorn Constellation broke up, so I got back to them. I think it was like 2013. And then, yeah, I've been with them ever since. Yeah. All right, so, so talking about how you guys are kind of a, a long-running New York death metal band, I saw you guys start from, like we said, Cerebral Hemorrhage, and uh, maybe um, from the same scene as like Dehumanized, Internal Bleeding, the, the Castle Heights, uh, you know, New York scene of that era, the late 90s, early 2000s. Nowadays, there seems to be a big resurgence in like slam, beat down. I can't even keep up with what they're calling this stuff nowadays, but like down tempo, hardcore, and New York style death metal, everything's kind of merged. There's like all this new shit coming out. Have you guys seen like a, a, a resurgence for the band or maybe like younger people getting into the band, different shows with, with younger blood coming up from that? scene uh on the internet i've definitely seen uh, a lot of buzz from uh, the slam kids uh, you know we've had a couple of friends help spread the word with them but uh yeah no, and they seem to really like uh, the tomorrow's victim stuff so uh you know hopefully when uh, we come out with this new album uh they, they'll, they'll be able to, to check it out and you know see where we can take this i think that the uh scene basically right now is like it's kind of fucked up with an identity crisis and yeah. You got uh, you got like a lot of uh, hardcore bands uh, playing uh, down tempo and and you know putting a couple fills in and they're playing call themselves death metal and then you have like this uh, you have slam bands you have brutal death metal I mean and then there's death core that there's death core there's fucking uh, brutal slamming technical uh, you know there's all kinds of shit uh, I like everything heavy I think everything should be aggressive. <laughs> especially, especially far should be aggressive. Especially, so guess guess far by Sean Kennedy Sean Kennedy. Right here. <laughs> the building right now. So, so you guys talked about the the, the new album. What's going on with the, the new album? Where did you record it? When's it coming out? Uh, anything else about it? What's going on? Well, uh, okay, so we were we've been recording it right here actually in this uh, in this basement. Uh, this is where we put the executive producer of the allegedly yeah. allegedly yeah. allegedly, allegedly. recording. We we laid out the drum tracks and a lot of the guitars here, and uh, we're kind of finishing up on our own. Uh, Albie's doing it over at our studio over in Rockville Center. It's a big drive. We call it the Seminary Underground. 
That's 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 our place. Uh, uh, I'm I'm playing with a band called Potifera. It's a doom metal project. I'm working with Jerry uh, from Internal Bleeding, uh, ex Internal Bleeding, and uh, uh, Ernie from uh, from Puncture Face. And we're doing a doom metal project down there, which we opened up a studio, which kind of gives a lot of production and uh, options for a lot of what we need to do. You know, just to finish off. And just for the listeners, what was the name of this doom metal band you're working on? Again? Uh, and we're releasing uh, with with, Jer- with Jerry. Uh, uh, he's uh, working under the name uh, J J Scott. Okay, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. That's allegedly. <clears throat> I've, I've had a couple of drinks. <laughs> allegedly. All right. Well, no. Uh, glad to hear about that, man. And uh, are you guys playing any shows? Anything else you want to plug coming up? Baby? Uh, yeah, tomorrow's victim. We got. Uh, we're playing Beat Down Nation coming up. Uh, I think it's uh, April twenty. What twenty second, twenty third, something like that. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be in uh, in Brooklyn, and a lot of big bands on that. A lot of big beatdown bands. Minds, no yeah. reason to live. Yeah. Uh, I think Vow of Hatred. A lot of beatdown bands. A lot of death metal bands. I think Dehumanizes on as well, yeah, right? And that's a show that really crosses over and showcases the beatdown, the death metal, the down tempo bands, all those things we talked about. Uh, you know, earlier uh, that will be showcased at Lucky Thirteen. Yeah. And it's gonna be a violent fucking show. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Bring your uh, your face mask and your and your jock strap to that show. But yeah, it uh, sounds like a lot of bands. Uh, maybe tomorrow's victim was a little bit ahead of the curve in blending their kind of New York style death metal, death core, whatever whatever label they're trying to put on it nowadays, man. So, uh, you know, I, I encourage the listeners to check you guys out if they're fans of bands like we talked about, Internal Bleeding, Dehumanized, Pyrexia, and so on. Wish you guys the best of luck in the future, and thanks a lot for taking a few minutes to answer the interview. Thanks, right, man. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thanks a lot. Cheers. 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 More beer. More beer. Let's do it. So that was uh, the guys in uh, Tomorrow's Victim telling you a little bit about the past and the future of the band, bringing back some memories from uh, the Cerebral Hemorrhage days. Um, I'm going to have to bring in uh, some old Cerebral cerebral Hemorrhage material uh, for the album recommendation one day, man. That's a, a classic New York band that people might might be sleeping on. But just for, for the people taking notes, Cerebral Hemorrhage, 
and it's it's your you can guess how to spell that. But uh, then we sat down uh, at Jake's Fifty Eight at the allegedly at Jake's Fifty Eight <laughs> at, yeah. the, at the crab table with um, uh, Chris Basile and Sean Kennedy from yeah. Pyrexia. I think it's a digital craps table. It's all computers now, but we had a good time there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys taking pictures over here. Catch them over here. Heavy old podcast is Big Will, aka Uncle Buck, here with uh, my buddy Tom, yep. my buddy Jay Wall, What's up, buddy? and we're here with Sean Kennedy. How's it going, brothers? And we're here with Chris Basile from uh, Pyrexia. Chris Basile, the original bass player and current guitarist of Pyrexia. Sean Kennedy, current bass player of Pyrexia. How you guys doing? What are you doing? All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just wrapped up this um, this Twitch stream that we did for Uniquely the Record, showcasing like uh, Pyrexia's gear and all that cute stuff. Yeah, yeah, At this fun. point, there's a social media link you could probably check all that out on. A lot of fun. Basile, we had you on the show. We picked your brain for like a whole felt like felt like forever. It was My like an hour and a half. Still. Yeah, man. <laughs> but but uh, but we're here now, man. What have you guys been working on with Pyrexia? What's new? Mad shit, man. We got fucking four or five new songs already fucking in the can. And yeah, uh, we got some Chinese shit coming up. We got some Asian shit coming up, man. Crazy shit. You mean, well, you ordered food without me? <laughs> what, what happened? No, wait, wait you, you're going to Asia? going sweet and sour fucking So Asian death metal fans can look forward to Pyrexia coming to their part of the world uh, eventually. All right. Have you guys uh, have you guys done Asia before? No, no. Uh, nothing currently. <laughs> Something like June 9th, though, at this festival called Carnival in uh, Sadako. In, I think it's part of Indonesia. I'm not part of. I, I'm not really sure, but I know we gotta go to Jakarta and then fly to this other country, and it's part of that Indonesian territory. Crazy! Wow. June 9th. Yeah, I know they got some, is playing. They got some crazy so, fans over there. So yeah. Have, no, I'm gonna, it's definitely I'm gonna risk, a wild scene, man. I'm gonna yeah, risk heading for it. Now, talking about touring, you guys just came back from Europe a few months ago, right? Oh, yeah, man, Did a big man. European tour, Pathology and Cranium and a bunch of bands, right? Yeah, it was a what, lot of fun. What, what, was, uh, what's, what sticks out to you the most from, from that experience? The gas stations. Most of all, what was up with the gas here? Uh, no, it was like a, a nightly ritual, like after the show. The uh, that, that's where the party was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's when the liquor like, was sold. Like, it's different. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, 
in Europe to get We made quite a family out of the people that were on that bus. Yeah. That was one hell of a trip. So as soon as the show, the show <laughs> that was last trip was not We went to the gas station <laughs> to get liquor. We, we had one atmosphere at the show, party. and that was one hell of a uh, wild party at the show. But then once the whole family from the door package got together on the bus, that was a whole nother show in itself. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah. Right Miss on. it. Right on. So that, that was pathology and cranium? Pathology and epicardiectomy. Wow, so what was it like? I mean, you guys are, are kind of like an OG New York death metal like band. Like, nowadays, I was just we were just talking to Tomorrow's Victim a, f- a few minutes ago about this new era where like slam and brutal down-tempo metal is really taking a resurgence with the younger people. What it was like, what what was it like over in your... I'm a little drunk right now. You got me drunk, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk. What, what was it like? Take time, do oh, your best. Yeah, 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 get it out. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm trying to rush through. What was it like over in Europe... See, what, what's the scene like over there, and how do they like look at New York death metal and look at Pyrexia over there? What was the reception? They like uh, it. They use glasses to look at us, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Like, much like I do. We're all like the fifth year. They love us. The trick is to get them really lick it up get first. Them you know. Yeah. They have no idea. They buy merch, everything, dude. It crazy. Yeah. So far, so good. That seems to work. <laughs> you know, like, what they invite what, us back? <laughs> what country has the sickest uh, fans in terms of the, the mosh pit and the, the reaction they're giving you and all that stuff, man? What do you think, Sean? Uh, my personal favorite is always Germany. Germany Germany's always has a wild crowd. Scene, it's yeah. you know, right. one of the thicker, thicker scenes out there, man. Germany they really and Prague, support huh? a Czech lot. Republic. Wow, uh, Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. Czech, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Slam. yeah. Czech Republic. Jeez, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Slovakia. Any standout uh, locals? Coliseum. Yeah, you guys see any uh, standout locals while you're there? Uh, hmm. well, like, Anyone open up for you? Sticks in your mind or anything like that? Hmm. Ah. I'm sure <laughs> I could probably <laughs> think of a dozen of them, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, I probably didn't drink my ass off with them that fucking blast. They probably got you drunk and you forgot to you know, like, <laughs> I probably thought they were awesome and then just partied with them. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds great, let's have a beer. You know? <laughs> that's it. It's like, that's how we know each other now. <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you give me like, you give me 20 minutes to browse through my Facebook, I can probably like name a couple of them. <laughs> Right now, off the top of my head, no, definitely not. What? What? Uh, well, we're gonna hold you to that. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll put a list on no, the podcast. <laughs> Sean's picks. What? Um. <laughs> so, what's the biggest difference? Uh, just finish it off, man. Uh, a, a typical big American city uh, playing a show there, and a typical big European uh, city, or maybe a show in Germany where, where you said it was sick. What's the biggest difference, or some of the differences uh, between between these the states and uh, you know in Europe playing shows? Hmm. I, I would say like people show up with bullet vests on and shit in Europe. Like, people are in America. Ready for battle. You gotta work the crowd in America. You gotta fucking work hard sometimes. Yeah. You know, in Europe, you know, they're like open to like, it's like, you know, water to thirsty people. They love it over there. Yeah, America's definitely very hit or miss with the scenes. They, they, uh, they're very, uh, segregated with their crowds in their areas you know, from one area from east coast west coast central is honestly kind of a different scene but California. texas is always honestly a great atmosphere <laughs> that one i have to say but uh, uh from europe is uh 
great. Europe, yeah, Europe, <laughs> Europe really uh, doesn't uh, change so much in that aspect. Europe really has kind of just a steady force between uh, from uh, country to country, uh, and even more so than you would see state to state in just our country alone. Let me bring, alone. Down, let me bring that wild. very simple for you. In America, we toy in a van. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we like tour in a bus. <laughs> so you know, you break it down for yourself right there. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, definitely what, has a difference. Yeah. Well, whatever you guys end up touring in when you go to Asia, well, it, we we, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if it's gonna be a <laughs> bus or a van or a I'm helicopter. Going by, I don't know. I'm going by a Cessna. He's in the submarine. We're, we're gonna pull it back by saying uh, good luck to Pyrexia. No matter what you're touring in uh, on your next tour, uh, good luck Keep with all, heads. The, yeah, all, all, the, all the new material and all that, man. Have a great night, and we're gonna get out of your hair, Chris. We're gonna, we, we appreciate uh, you letting us uh, shoot shoot some uh, yeah. for the podcast. Uh, thank you, guys, man. Yeah, so we got the unique leader. They got that Twitch stream. So you check that shit out. It's right there for you. It's a unique Twitch stream. Very That's unique. Right. Yeah. The uniquest of all. Not unique like blue hair, <laughs> but really yeah. unique. Yeah, you know? That would take a shot to everybody. Nah, I'm just blue hair people to too. How are you? Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bing bong. <laughs> So there you have it. That was uh, late night at the Pyrexia compound in Parts Unknown on uh, on Long Island. Uh, we we got into it with everybody, man. We talked to the Afterbirth Boys. We talked to the Tomorrow's Victim guys, and uh, we had a little late night sit down with the boss himself, Chris Basile. Uh, he had a lot to talk about. We talked to Sean Kennedy as well, and um, you know that was our, our big night there. And like we said, this all took place. Uh, I think it was about a month ago, man, uh, over there. And uh, it was all streamed live on Twitch. And it's now on YouTube, on the official Pyrexia YouTube channel. So mm. if you want to see all the breakdown of their gear and their drums, and I even break down the artificial brain space goggles for people and show you what that's all about. And we, you know, there's more talk with these people from these, from these bands that you just heard. And you get to see what they look like if you're into all that weird stuff. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Like, the, the, all those dudes are a great time to hang out with. Everyone's mm. just down to earth. We're taking shots together, hanging out, talking death metal, talking Long Island shit, just talking, you know, just really cool dudes. So definitely check out that video. Good party. Yep, for yeah. sure. Super fun of a unique leader to to be rolling a, a Twitch channel like this and uh, offering a little bit more insight into the bands on that label. Yeah, I think that's a really good move for them. Just because uh, you can go to the channel and just check out all this stuff. You, you hear some of your favorite bands, you, some of these brutal bands, and you just uh, you get the inside scoop. Yeah, absolutely, and I th I think this Twitch, uh, whether it's Twitch or another, I don't know if there's other platforms or whatever for live streaming. It's something I'm not really knowledgeable on myself, but I see how big it is with the gaming community. Mm -hmm. I see how big it is with other kind of social media based uh, communities and things like that. And I I just see 
and I, I think it's going to be a much bigger thing in the death metal scene and then the underground metal scene uh, coming up in the next few years. I, you know, you see it popping up a little bit here and there. I see Unique Leader, I think, is really ahead of the curve with this by uh, having their own Twitch you know, channel and encouraging other uh you know their their bands on their roster to get involved like that because this isn't the only time that unique leader has done this no i think um, they try to do them i think there's uh well i think it will have come out by the time this episode airs but there's an internal bleeding one that okay. should be up by now okay yeah by the time this episode drops so yeah so definitely get in you know ch- check that out man and just for the bands and the labels and anybody listening who's on that end of it or you know anybody i think this this live streaming thing is going to be a lot bigger in the underground metal community whether we like it or not old guys like me <laughs> uh you know co- coming up in the next few years because it's just another way for us to all um interact and uh you know cut around a lot of the old uh barriers where you used to have to um you know do like do everything by hand and wait you know weeks and months in the mail and have a record label to do everything there's just another one of those ways where technology is going to kind of enrich the scene i think or right? you had so. to play a show or or go to a show in order to have that personal experience with whoa, the whoa, whoa. or your fans you know well I mean? <laughs> that that might be the line for me when we get to the point where the book where everyone's just playing shows on on, on well, live it's not, stream no it's not oh, a, man, it's not yeah. a replacement <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a replacement but not everybody can see you all the time or they you're right for means or something like that no so you're absolutely right for and someone I, in yeah. alaska you know what i mean who doesn't uh uh, next, I don't know when the last time you toured Alaska was, but I mean, we're we're in New York. We're we're an hour we're away from the city, mm-hmm. so we shit. get all these shows. But mm-hmm. this really helps people who are in the middle of nowhere. And dude, there's how many tours do you see that won't even come through New York? It's true, people hate yeah. Long Island. Yeah, so it'd be cool to be like, it. okay, let me check out a, a Twitch stream of of someone rolling through that is avoiding the area for you know, um, don't want to pay tolls. tolls. Yeah, tolls and tolls and traffic. You're you're absolutely right. I I'm I'm joking. I understand because you know you're right. We are very spoiled living here, so close to New York City, where we get so much opportunity to see live music. And even Long Island sometimes has good live music. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, I'm just saying, like I, I envision this kind of dystopian future where bands don't play shows anymore; they just kind of live stream from their rehearsal space. And I'm, yeah, I'm not people- into that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that shit. Kind of like the movie, like. Uh, yeah. Like the movie, uh, the old sci-fi movie Brazil. Like you're just watching it in your apartment, kind of th- like some weird thing. I don't oh, know. Yeah. But, Great movie. Yeah. Great mention. Oh yeah, man, yeah, I love that yeah. one. Yeah, I'm just picturing. Yeah, man. I you know that any any sci-fi that that influences me, it's got to be a little like weird and wonky, man. You know, like I I was I was telling those guys from. Oh, shout out to uh, Dissonant Conjecture podcast. By now it's old news, but uh, they did a like a three hour interview. I sat down in the living room over there in Brooklyn and talked to them for three hours. And uh, the movies, Batteries Not Included, Earth Girls Are Easy, mm. Cocoon all came up. Like, that's science fiction for me, baby. You know what I'm saying? The Fly. Yeah. All, you know, all this, you know, stuff based on great literature and, and great good effects and CGI or whatever, man. I, I'm trying to see all that. You know, Howard the Duck, thank you. Okay? <laughs> like, that's, that's... That's the real shit. Practical yeah. effects. Mm-hmm. I do miss that. That's what too. I'm talking about. All right. but uh, that's, uh, for, that's for our movie podcast coming out next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much to talk about. But but listen man, we've we you know, happy birthday to Tom. Justin put Justin and Travis both put their shirts back on eventually. Allegedly. He's wearing a shirt. He's wearing a two mold long sleeve shirt with an orange on black theme that's really it's like a Halloween kind of theme. I, I wish like. you listeners can see this. Well, two molds a good band. Yeah. I also like how 20 bucks spin win all death metal with their logo like this. Yeah, Dude. the the label logo down the other sleeve is like classic death metal long sleeve uh 
etiquette, man. You've I want to say the, their merch store in general. It's all great. It's all great merch. It's all printed on quality material. Yeah, twenty bucks spin. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair Good enough. Fair, I'm waiting for them to open up the big and tall men's section of that website, but <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Uh, Tom's got while we're while we're on the fashion port. Tom's got this like wormed shirt that I've seen before. And I love it because it looks like a black metal, like a dissonant anti cosmic black metal band shirt, <laughs> yeah. but it's wormed. It's great. It's got yeah. like uh, the 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 lettering is like that of El Cholo, gentle <laughs> sure, yeah, from the West Coast. I love that old English, like the tattooed, you know, next to a pit bull kind of look. Oh, maybe so, that's the thing. Maybe I read it wrong. Maybe it's more of like a West Coast, like oh, the image low rider spot on with yeah. that's like yeah. very, uh, you know, yeah. it's uh dystopian Alex yeah. Gray but without the pretentious but, yeah. you know the name is very belly rocker but on your chest now wait a minute guys this isn't a fashion podcast I got a segue here into Ooh. the album recommendations mm. oh yes alright I'm wearing a shirt cause I, can I just jump in now and talk about do you, yeah. want, do you want to punch it up it is album time alright Will what shirt are you wearing I'm oh it's funny you should ask Justin <laughs> I'm wearing a 4X men's uh, t-shirt I ordered from Hell's Headbangers uh, who does have a big and tall section by the Norwegian band Execration? Uh, I'm wearing the shirt, but from their um, Morbid Dimensions album. But I'm going to talk about their album Return to the Void right now. I'm bending the rules a little bit for new. We're talking about first of all, we're going new first. This album came out in 2017. Um, Execration, Return to the Void on Metal Blade Records. And I know what you're thinking. Same thing I was thinking. Metal Blade. Oh, I didn't hear about this sooner, man. What's up with this? I don't know, but maybe it's because it's so true and sick. Uh, maybe they weren't they weren't getting the same push as, as other things. I don't know what happened. But Sometimes Metal Blade, uh, they sign a lot of bands, yeah. and some of them don't get pushed as much as others. It just happens that way. They're a busy label. Fair enough, man. I mean, I can't, you know, Metal Blade's done a lot for, for me over the years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this came out July 14th, 2017 on Metal Blade Records, Execration, Return to the Void. It's very interesting. It's, um, I've got the... the Allegedly, well, no, it's not alleged. The sticker that came on the packaging said it's weed bud colored vinyl. So um, that, there you have it. Uh, this is just a beautiful packaged vinyl that I got, man. I love this so much. But talking about the music, is the music worth the packaging? Absolutely. Execration is very different. They have, uh, they're kind of in the old school death metal vein. The production is very organic. So right, right, right away, you know, they're ahead of the pack for me. But it's more of a black metal vibe. But at the same time, it's not like a. I don't know, man. It's not blackened death metal as much as it sounds kind of like uh, technical, well-executed, old-school death metal with like a very black uh, or evil vibe to the to the riffing and the writing, man. And it's a little experimental at times too. Very hypnotic in a way. There's very subtle synthesizers that that accent certain parts. Slow blast beats that are kind of weird. It's it's a very strange band, very artistic band, but not like artists with berets you know what i mean like right. this band hits a very special spot for me and they're kind of like right right there man two instrumental songs it's it's a very delicate balance between like met you know true death metal which it is mm. uh and like artistic metal and this the, they actually not for this album but the album that preceded this i believe this album that we're talking about right now uh return to the void is their fourth full-length album before this, they had Morbid Dimensions, which won the um, uh, the Norwegian Grammy Award for Best Metal Act. Hold on, I'm, I, I have it right here. What, what, if I can pronounce it as another another situation. But they were the 2014 uh, Spellman Prison. The Norwegian people are probably like 
cringing at my pronunciation. But for Best Metal Act, for the album that preceded this, and in my opinion, they should get a Grammy uh, in any country for uh, this Return to the Void album. This is um, very interesting. There's something about the guitar tones that are... Because... Um, they're not murky. They're dirty, but like you hear everything that's happening here. Yes, and it's yes. really, really cool. It's very like the, the the guitars are bouncing off each other. Ooh, that Ooh. vocal. Yeah, little merciful fate, King Diamond thing there. They that's the thing. They blend in a lot of parts of a lot of different influences, and it it just seems like this. It seems natural. It's just like that popped out of nowhere, man. I saw everyone's eyes light up, yeah. and, and then they have um. They have kind of like more uh, black metal, then there's more death metal, and they, they, they go in and out, man. It's a weird band. It feels like a hypnotic experience kind of when you listen to these guys. Like, you know there's something going on that's deeper than, than, than you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's very hard to describe. I've owned this record for a while now, and I've listened to it many times, and I still feel like I don't have a handle on it. You know what I mean? It's wild shit. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give this a few spins. I'm already titillated right now, just hearing it through cans. Yeah, and keep in mind, this is their fourth full-length album, so this is a band you can really dive into. Uh, Execration from Oslo, Norway. You know, I mean, they're right, they're right there. You know what I'm saying? They're right there in the thick of it. So that, And you can hear that Norwegian black metal influence on the writing, but... There's, there's also something very very death, prog death about it. I actually compare this band a lot to Morbus Kron and uh, Horrendous. Um, yeah, I, I see that. You know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone to black metal right off mm-hmm. the bat, but you saying that makes a lot of sense. It adds up. There's this certain... Uh, there's a, a push happening, but it's, it's, I don't know. It doesn't seem contrived. It's not like black and death metal, like you said. No, yeah, it seems more like uh, in some of the... The, 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 the melodies they're using you know the some of the harmonies or whatever you call it. I'm not a I'm sorry people I'm not a musician but you know some of some of the notes they pick and some of the the atmosphere they set with with the riffs man it's definitely black metal but the driving force of it I feel like is very death metal and like you said the production is very crisp it almost it also reminds me of um virus at times if you're familiar with virus I am not yeah uh, that's a band um it's a band that I can't even claim to be an expert in, but uh, all the artificial brain guys and uh, some of the buckshot guy, a lot, a lot of my bandmates are big fans of Virus, and I've been exposed to Virus a lot over the years. Um, kind of you get checked like, out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, know, I, I, I inadvertently made that pun. But, um, yeah, just, just very uh, dark, atmospheric, uh, uh, strange rock music. But this, this execration, man... Keep them for yourself. Don't let, you know, enough of me flapping my lips about it, huh? Return to the Void. Yes, with uh, Execration from Norway. Great band. And surprisingly, I mean, on Metal Blade Records, man, I just, I I, I, I didn't picture this as being something Metal Blade would necessarily put out nowadays, and um, I didn't really hear about it through, I guess, their normal PR cycle where you, you know, so it, it's this is a, it's a, it's a sleeper, man. Ooh. So there you go. It's dope. Very dope. All right, so who else bought a record by the band whose T-shirt they're wearing? Oh, 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 oh,
So I just heard this today, like actually on the way to the podcast for the, f- the first entire whole time, man. And uh, I I couldn't help but bring it. Like everybody's got to listen to this record. Uh, Hath, it's 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 <clears throat> it's got this like uh, melodic, deathy, like black vibe. Very very burly sounding to me. Um, I've seen people compare it to a uh, to sludge uh, and this like and with and, like Opeth. I like the production about it. It's very very organic kind of sounding. I feel like this is like what the kids are taking progressive death metal, you know, in, in a direction of that's probably going to be in a more marketable, you know, sort of thing. Like this sort of sound as as you go through this record, this kind of like they have these like Opethy kind of choruses going on. Uh, very like. Uh, yeah, just like I, I, I keep going back to Burley, but it's like a Burley, like mellowing kind of uh, Viking cry sort of chorus thing going on. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to start seeing this band blow up like next Summer Slaughter, or um, getting a little big, so you so you hate them, you know. Uh, mm. This would be the time to buy into it. Yeah, get in before <laughs> the hate comes. In, invest now, <laughs> or be one of the original haters. Very true. I probably won't be. This sounds pretty neat. Yeah, so I'm still kind of like soaking uh, this whole thing up. But those are my, my first impressions, and uh, I can't wait to hear more of it. It was very cool. Take more into it. Mm. Half. Half. It's... Mm. I, I like the burly vocals. The vocals Ooh. are good, man. Those, those are pretty sick. What's funny is this kind of style of vocal, man, like... Nowadays, people call this like deathcore vocals or whatever, but it's it's pretty much just death metal vocals. I mean, you know. Yeah, there's like these weird areas of death metal vocals that kind of yeah, y- you know, it's I I, f- I feel like n- not that they're interchangeable, but more that um, certain sounds will apply kind of what you expect to hear, mm-hmm. and it's nice when you don't hear that. Um, I felt like I heard a bit of that with the execration stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. a bit of that here, uh, but this fits very well. You know, I'm not. It makes sense why this vocalist is doing what he's doing. Yeah, music like this uh, that's very kind of dramatic and, and melodic, and there's a lot going on. That usually the deeper and angrier the vocals are, the better it is for me. I, I like the I like the vocals to kind of counterbalance all the the, the subtlety that's going on with the music. This wow. is very well produced. You can hear those drums so crisp. I love this album art, too. That's straight misery. Yeah, it's very dismal. This is an awesome artist. Kind like, of a little bit of a thrash or like a little crossover vibe there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like kind of... <laughs> I was reminded of like Nevermore-ish. A little bit. At parts? Oh. Yeah. I'm actually, with with the, the thrash thought, I'm getting almost like Revocation-ish vibes. That's sure, Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those revocation albums. <laughs> Gotta be one out there that this guy sounds like. Shit just goes, man. Yeah. I feel like it's good hiking music, or it's good just driving really fast music. I could definitely... S- Wait a minute. I just had a vision. A prophetic vision. Cue the that. next big thing in, like, the metalcore, like, hardcore kids kind of, you know... in metal thing like like the OSDM old school death metal thing now is like at peak capacity right yeah I think the hardcore kids are gonna latch on to like Amon Amarth and Viking metal next and you're gonna get like Viking core and this wow. this could be kind of like the bridge I hear that like I hear a little bit of that death core like proggy metal core thing but the Viking part like there's a Viking core maybe I'm wrong people 
there are newer deathcore bands like incorporating mm. that style of like chanty, you know, festival style choruses going on. You look at like uh, the new Whitechapel, which I can we just get somebody out there yeah. to combine Corpoclani and Hatebreed Viking you know? mm-hmm. Core? That's going to be the new thing. Watch out! Yeah, yeah, it's going to be the new thing. <laughs> I'm they, all about it. Yeah, they don't know, but people are walking in right now, and I'm letting them know. It's like it's already begun. I'm letting everybody know. Gabby leaves the room right now and writes the first yeah. Viking Core album. She just she just posted it on Instagram. It's over. Damn, she just tweeted it. It's, it's out. All right, chug to Odin. Pushing forward though, that was that was a that we went on quite a tangent there. Sure, we did. But um, the of Rot and Rune, uh, in all seriousness, man, uh, this is a very well produced album. Half. Uh, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it's what it needs to be, man. It's uh, it's not overdone. It, it, it and it punches. So. And, Absolutely. And Viking Core, get get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Get ahead of it. All right. For my new band tonight, well, new album tonight, also new band for me, I got Alterage, or uh, Alterage, I'm not sure. Mm, all the Rage. Yes. Uh, Alterage. Alter, yes, All the Rage. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, their, their new album called The Approaching Roar from 2019 on Seasons of Mist, Season of Mist, excuse me. This shit's dark, all right? So we got yeah. some Spanish guys doing some very demonic, obscure, torturesque music. Uh, definitely for fans of Death Spell Omega and Portal. I mean, it's dark. Like I'm talking. Like, all right. So you have like you're wearing sunglasses and you walk inside. Dark. Imagine that for your ears. You don't have to imagine it. It's right here. This is dark, mm. all the way through. There's like these weird, like single string instrumentals throughout the album that are just fucking weird. It, it takes you on a journey. Very strange stuff. I can't tell you that much about the band because this band is pulling one of the MGLA moves where no one knows who they are. Mm-hmm. We just know they're from Spain. And all my resources, uh, which are the internet, could not point me to the names of any of the guys in the band. Vocals are monstrous. Yeah. Um, this is very great atmospheric, brutal, churning death metal. I love this. Just experience this one. I can't tell you much more than that. It is really dark. It's intense. Uh, it's heady. Yeah, man. It's very heady. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It also reminded me of that band I brought in a couple months ago. Our Place of Silence. Excuse me. Our Place of Worship is Silence. Right. That band. It reminded me of that, uh, which I, I've seen more bands kind of doing, attaching themselves to this, like, dismal, uh, raw production sound. Yeah. And it's yeah. 
it's black metal, but it's not. It's doing something else. It's like crusty black metal that's, you know, not doing D beats. It's the blast beat drums all the way through. The kind drummers of, are always death metal, you know? It's it's like immolation, but they're really, really bummed out. Like immolation yeah. if they lost their jobs or something. Like, they're, it's really depressing immolation, you know? That's kind of how I hear a lot of this type of yeah. stuff. That's, a, that's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, like immolation, but... It, things are not going good and they're really bummed out and stressed and they 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 can't afford a good studio kind of so they just you know they, they go in and record something really raw like it's not you know which is not a bad thing it's you know I'm glad that these people are recording it so immolation doesn't have to go through those life changes to, to get there yeah you, know? you don't want to see them there they're, they're busy yeah. guys so yeah we got alteridge here from yeah. Spain the approaching roar yeah the approaching roar look at that album cover does that make you just want to fucking yeah, lay down forever? Layers Very of drowning. Dark. Yeah. Very dark album cover. Okay, I'm talking about ulcerous phlegm today, all right? And it, it's something you need to know about. Ask your doctor. No, it's a band. <laughs> Check it out. They were from Germany way back in the day. And uh, right now I'm talking about their 1991 uh, self-titled 7-inch. It also might be called Sick Evolution 7-inch, depending where you look it up. Um, you can get it for like $30 on Discogs, or you can do what I did and you could pick up the Flem as a Last Consequence discography collection uh, that came out on Powered Up Records uh, in 2015. I got I got my copy from Haunted Hotel Records, shout out to Haunted Hotel Records, um, but you could look for that. There's a couple of color, different colors on the vinyl run, and there is a CD, man. But uh, for me personally, Ulcerous Flem, they only had three actual releases. Uh, I believe it was two demos and this 7-inch that you're hearing behind us right now. And this 7-inch, for me personally, is like the meat and potatoes of their their output. Um, on on their, their previous release to this, there's a song, Consequence, that has become like a world-famous grindcore cover. There's probably more covers. I would, I would wager, I would put money right now and say there's more covers of the song, Consequence, by Ulcerous Phlegm in the grindcore scene than any other band ever covered in the grindcore scene. I actually um, noticed that looking yeah. into this a bit. Yeah, like Bandcamp is just pages and pages of covers of this. I don't know who did it first. I know Gut did it on their Odor of Torture CD in the mid-90s, and that was the first time I had ever heard the song. 
but so many bands have covered that song, man. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know why. It's a, good, it's a great song, very catchy song. I don't know why in particular it was that song, but that you know that's on um, their previous tape to this 7-inch release. This, to me, is so special because this is where they made the jump from brutal, uh, noisy grindcore to primitive, uh, cryptic, slurpy death metal. This is just one of the... This is like the pure essence of death metal to me. This is like... This 7-inch by Ulcerous Phlegm is something I would group in with like Rotravore, um... Like even uh, you know, even like like that band Hades uh, that that Mike Zancelli from Paragon Records was telling us about. Just that that raw, ugly death metal, man. No, nothing redeemable about it, man. This is the type of old school death metal that you got to pretty up a little bit before you can present it to the, yeah, the you, modern crowd. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, you don't bring this band home to your your parents. This is gritty shit, man. This is yeah. like Tom. Tom's like. This shit is like aging him right now. Listening to it, man. Yeah, my look, look on gray, his face getting dusty. Oh, yeah, man. it's my yeah. birthday again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this no, this is really sludgy, slimy shit. And what's really great, um, I you know, I'm just really talking about it because I picked up this discography uh, vinyl earlier in the year, and I got so excited about it. And there's, it's a great package too, man. If you're interested in it, because it's got a whole story of the band. It's got uh, and quotes from a lot of uh, prominent grindcore artists about what this band means to them and it's it's really like a time capsule for the grindcore scene of a band that you don't hear about a lot you hear about dead infection you hear about squash bowels you hear about regurgitating last days humanity and uh, if, if from nobody else you hear about it from me when you listen to the podcast and agathocles and all them but this band Ulcerous Phlegm really uh, left a mark in the grindcore scene and if you ask me I think they kind of started gore grind if, if nothing else, that pitch shifter, down-tuned guitar sound of gore grind that's become the trademark. I mean, Carcass did it, yeah, but these guys, there's, there's something these guys contributed to the, the filth and, and, and the dirt of the gore grind scene that uh, sh- shouldn't, shouldn't go unsaid. And what year did this come out again? Sorry um, if I missed that. This is 1991, this particular 7-inch. And this was like, so the other stuff was like the late 80s pretty much. Mm. And yeah. these guys didn't even play past 93, it looks like, looking at the back of this final. No, no, this was like a short-lived uh, blip in history, you know what I mean? This is Ulcerous Phlegm, man, and I'm, I was so happy. I was a little late to the game on this. this. This discography came out in 2015, and I just found out about it. Actually, I think it was a little bit last year that I got it, but... Um, you know, so like you see with the packaging, there's like old show flyers and pictures of them, and it's it's really cool, man. There's some cool stories. There's a lot to read on there, you know. And this music is just it, it's it's just some of the sludgy, the pitch shifter vocals, the down tune guitars. This is, you know, it's everything that I want in death metal. It reminds me of when I first started listening to this stuff, and it scared me a little bit, you know. Mm. Yeah, this is still uh, pretty mysterious after listening to a lot of stuff. This is uh, gross. Yeah, you said you you keep using that word slurpy, and I can't think of a better word, man. Like, yeah, yeah, not yeah, the, the sweet kind. Either. The drums sound like like wet buckets that that just had some something in them, and you dumped them upside down, and it spilt everywhere, and you're still hitting the buckets. Yeah, you just pissed at the bucket. Yeah, that's oh. gross. Ulcerous phlegm. Get it checked out. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, you know. The, the rest of the discography, too. As much as I love this 7-inch, if you love Brutal Grindcore, there's, there's nothing to be slept on. And uh, the final song on this 7-inch, a Carnage cover. Uh, by the, you know, cover of the classic Swedish death metal band Carnage. Um, so, I mean, just so much history here, man. This is like, a, this should be in the death metal museum, if you ask me. This is really great packaging, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, pa- the package the, is great. Yeah, man. for this final. 
Yes. Re-release. Cover is great. The cover's got one of those machines that a tractor drags behind it that, like, sprays manure on a farm. <laughs> Just a, a great mix of gore and what seems to be high school students playing crazy shows. Yeah, well, they were more of a politically-minded band. And that's something that's funny is a lot of the, the earlier grind bands... Or like these underground gore grind slash grind bands, like they they had the gore imagery, but they were a little more politically minded with the lyrics, and it was an interesting toss up, you know. I, I don't know. Now it's more you're either a political grind band or a gore grind band or a skateboard grind band, or you know, like everyone's got their own box that they got to be in, you know. Well, a lot of the the gore imagery does come from like wartime stuff, you know. So it's almost like call attention to a political thing at times. I feel. You know? Exactly. Yeah. We touched on that. We had a whole episode about the uh, the real gore. So so we we interviewed Adam Rotella of Anal Birth and and all yeah. that tough shit. You know. So awesome. Yeah. Ulcerous phlegm. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. It's there. You can get into it or not. Give it a listen. What's your album that you bring into the team? So I'm bringing uh, 2003's, uh, Ion Dissonance's 2003 debut, Breathing is Irrelevant, off of Willow Tip Records. Yes. Um, this was like kind of almost like my first exposure into like into like mathy grind sort of stuff, and um, and this was uh, one of one of a few bands coming out of. Montreal, or like Eastern Canada, um, along with Spice Icon and Beneath the Massacre in the early 2000s, that were kind of experimenting with this, uh, that like h- hardcore this, meets math kind of. Yeah, yeah, this like almost this like cryptopsy turned up, you know? Yeah, uh, where, where it's even a little more extreme, a little faster because it's kids and they don't care and they're not afraid of dying or anything. Like they don't have bills, you know what I mean? So they're just kind of doing crazy shit. Hmm. Um, I feel like bands like this are kind of. Because uh, this is the very early 2000s, and Dillinger Escape Plan came out in the very late, late 90s. 90s. Yeah. So I feel like this is the first generation where you started to see Dillinger's influence it's seep into uh, bands. For know? sure. That mix of uh, of the math and the sporadic. Yeah, yeah and another band, Psyopus, um, yeah. from, uh, they were from New England somewhere, I believe, uh, down here, but they were kind of part of that, that scene of bands that you're talking about, mm-hmm. too, if I remember correctly. And... Um, Behold the Arctic was around yep. Yep. that that era too. Yeah, 
just been see you next Tuesday I was doing some stuff like this uh, yeah. a little more hardcore with that but yeah I, I feel like uh, Iron Distance is one of the more underappreciated of those Canada bands mm-hmm. um, coming in they, they just came back a couple of years ago with another full length and uh, people liked it for a little bit but you know they didn't really do anything I think they have their place in helping solidify that um, you know northern mathy grind death scene up there so cool. This is actually produced by the guitar player of uh, Despise Icon. Helps oh, a lot of stuff. Okay. It's wild. It's very hard to follow. Yeah, because it's, like, you know, it's like they don't want you to listen it that had, much. It has that that uh, that weird uh, like Tony Danza vibe, you know? It's just huh. like it, almost just like trying to do Meshuggah by by not doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Very sporadic um, yeah. and kind of ov- overlapping parts in a way. It's more on the the sporadicness and less on the groove. Yeah, it still has its own. It, almost like anti groove in a way. Like the they they don't want to catch the groove. Something it's that, right there. Yeah, something anti-groove. that groove. Wow. Something that that uh, that that sparked my interest in in, in this band and in bands like this is that I feel like they're fucking with you with the songwriting. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just as you get into a part, it changes. Just as you sort of sort of think what they're doing, it, it changes. And I kind of like that. Like I always kind of viewed it as like a, as playing with a sense of humor a little bit. So it's like that angry sense of humor. Yeah. Good, giving you the old shell game. Pulling a riff back. It's cool when a band does this, and then they can translate it live. And uh, like you know, saw them them one time. They didn't have a bass player, but everything was like very tight. Mm-hmm. Still pulled it off live. Doing the sporadic shit live is hard. Oh yeah, you know, if you fall off, you know, if your audience falls off, you're 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 walking a fine line there. This is the math part of it. You know, these are. Goddamn scientists! Yeah, and yeah. I'm not that smart, so I, you know, I'm here. I appreciate it. It's pretty cool. I mean, I'm I not even do it. I'm not even a musician, and you know, like stuff like this, I respect. You know, I, I have to respect it, man. These guys are uh, way more educated than me. Is that hardcore influence, though? Yeah, there is. There is an early 2000s hardcore influence as well. But, yeah. The breakdowns in the in Canada. I, I I really have to give this a fair shot. To be honest with you, I I uh, I've been putting these guys in the back burner for ten years, boss. This yeah. is the song. Yeah, Iron Dissonance. Uh, get it, man. If you like breakdowns and math. <laughs>
Hi everyone. I have an album too. It's old. It's not that old, so I'm kind of uh, pushing it. It's 2006. Warface. Insanity of the Obsessed. Hmm. Wow, I don't know this. This is, uh, oh. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, I fucking love this album. I found this album, I guess when, uh, like, torrenting first start, started getting big. Like, just past LimeWire days, when when we had better broadband. And I was, like, bit-torrenting bit shit like crazy. Got this randomly. Maybe I'll play, what, what was that one? Demon? Demonoid? Demonoid, allegedly. You know? So I, I popped this down. Uh, I put it on. And I'm like, this drummer is someone I want to talk to from a distance. <laughs> like, there's something about this drummer. His name is Scott Ellis, and he uh, he just got me hooked the whole time. The production is very... Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, man. Like, it's... It, it's dry. It's super dry, and it's like a... His, the way his drums just click in with everything, man. It's very tight and very dry. It's like a a, a, a a big, huge rubber spider running across a surface, and its legs are the drum hits. Yeah, it's... Um, there's actually... Uh, if you go on YouTube, you type in Warface, uh, Warface Drummer. There's like two videos of this dude playing at a practice. And I, I enjoy them so much. I love drum videos. Like, I watch drum videos all the fucking time. I'm not a drummer. I'm just... That's where my head's at. So, um, I love watching this video. This, this dude, Scott Ellis, just crushing it. Um, guitar player. We have a female guitar player, Laura Christine, who now plays in a thrash metal band, and I'm forgetting what it is. This band isn't playing around anymore. Uh, they still have Warface.net, but that's about it. Um, vocals are done by the bass player as well, some dude named Dave Smith. But uh, yeah, this this album just kind of um, I'm I'm having a nostalgic moment with it. You know, this past couple weeks I've just been listening to it so much, and I just enjoy everything about it. Um, there's all these stop and go parts, like like this riff right here, just so I don't know. It's not slam; it's something else. There's like a slam riff, but the drummer's not playing slam along with the rest of the band. Creeping, yeah. Uh, a lot of like really groovy stuff, like cut time riffs, but also these sweet like snare fills, like everywhere littered throughout the album. Really killer shit. Um, I'm actually I'm I'm looking up your homeboy Scott Ellis right now. He's been around. He's um well bands that the listeners and I have uh, heard of Guttural Secrete, uh, Cinerary with the homeboy Maddie Way. Mm. Yeah, um, no, he, he's been. In a bunch of bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, currently in uh, To Violently Vomit, who uh, I believe are still booked to play this year's uh, New York Death Fest oh. uh, in August. Yeah. So, Scott, so you might you might get to actually have your conversation with him, uh, you know, from afar or, or whatever you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Standing a few feet I'm away. I'm scared. You know when you're like, well, I downloaded this when I was 18, and I'm like, I, you know, I'm getting into death metal, and everything's falling into place, and I, I hear this, and this didn't sound like anything else I was listening to mm -hmm. at the time, you know? This was kind of like um, a weird, by chance, instance of, like, getting getting introduced to more underground stuff. You know, I knew of Cryptopsy, I knew of certain things, and, you know, I, I knew of DSI and Cannibal Corpse, but this was like another layer down, you know, of, of finding something that wasn't as popular. And still, I don't, I've never met anyone else who knows this band. Like, in casual conversation. Granted, I don't talk to that many people, so that doesn't say much. But, this band. This is sick. Th this is a must. This is great. 
I, this is just classic late 90s, like brutal American death metal, but there's the songwriting, the production, and all the elements are coming together. It, it reminds me a bit of, um, if people remember Ton, uh, the, the death metal band, or like Lividity, just that like classic American yeah. style. It's not too technical. It's, it's just very brutal, man, hard-hitting, but... Something about the production of those drums, man. It, it sounds like you're banging pots, but in a good way. Yeah, it's everything super tight. Like even even when he, when he hits like a crash or a splash, it like doesn't it doesn't resonate that long. It like yeah. punches and then goes away. And it's you, perfect for his style. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, we sleeping on something old here. Deeds. I couldn't Sever Savior. Kind of I couldn't stuff. buy a digital copy anywhere, so I bought the CD. So, Will, you're welcome to take that because I've ripped it now. It's in my collection. <laughs> no, I, I feel like you should keep this for posterity. Well, man. I mean, bring it back when, when, when you're, you're done. 18, you know? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah. So, check out Warface, Insanity yeah. of the Obsessed. Fantastic album. Everyone on this album plays uh, just the tightest chops. Love it. Grooves all the way through. And I don't know how many um, female guitarists you had in the scene playing this type of brutal death metal in the... Uh, what, what year was this, 2006? I mean, I'm trying, trying to think, man. She's got chops. Absolutely. Killer guitar player. Who's been listening, and you might not be home, you might be in your car or you know, walking to work. But mm-hmm. thanks for tuning into the Heavy Hole podcast. Uh, cool little interviews in there. We got some Pyrexia, Tomorrow's Victim, and Afterbirth. And you know, we talked about drinking and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. and hanging out in the history of the bands. And everyone brought some real cool shit tonight. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, this uh, this Warface really blew my mind, man. This is It feels like something I should have been onto, and I'm not, but I guess that's what this is all about, huh? It's all about sharing, man. Yeah, we brought you, uh, I'm not gonna try to look up the word again, but Norwegian Grammy award-winning artists, Execration. Uh, you know, talk, talked about a lot of stuff tonight, yeah. man. And uh, Alter Age, Warface, uh, Ion Dissonance. Tom's wild birthday weekend. Woo! Starring Psychroptic and Cannabis Corpse. So, uh, you know, that's it, man. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode. We're trying to give you some more, like, on-the-spot interviews here and there, wherever we go. And uh, watch out, because we also have uh, one coming up where we went to St. Vitus, and we caught some uh, non-New York artists. I'll I'll leave a little air of mystery to it, all right? So stay tuned to the Heavy Hole Podcast, huh? Thank you. Thank you.